Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and I am right here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. We are, oh, it is so appropriate, our topic for today. Are you a little sleepy? Oh, I'm <laughs> sleepy. I am super sleepy. We are talking about sleep today and, uh, you know, how you can get better at it. Because, right. <laughs> my goodness, it plagues, uh, it, it can, uh, getting good sleep can plague the ADHD. Uh, but before we do that, head over to Take Control ADHD, get to know us a bit better, listen to the show on the website, or, of course, please subscribe to our mailing list right there and get an email with the latest episode each week. Uh, you can connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at Take Control ADHD and call us. Uh, voicemails 503-664-4ADD. And it works. And it now works. Yes. Gonna throw that in there. <laughs> oh my goodness. We got some calls that uh, and some emails telling us that the phone number had been uh, disconnected. And I, I, don't, I don't know what happened, but it works I know. now. I know what happened. You do? Do you want to come clean? <laughs> Yes. I think it sounds like it's something that's dirty. Well, what? no, I just, it it was just so annoying because I spent like probably an hour <laughs> and a half with Skype um, and their poor customer service trying to figure out why the phone was disconnected. And at the very end of our conversation, he says, so are you sure you're calling the right phone number? <laughs> Yeah. Well, that way, because so the the phone number was really down. Like there there was a problem with it, right? Well, the voicemail wasn't connected on yes. my end, and so because the voicemail wasn't connected when 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 this was brought to our attention, somebody was trying to leave a, leave a voicemail and it wasn't working, and so that's when they said, you know, it's not working, and so and I, was, I was call, I was I tested by calling the wrong number, and I'm calling the wrong number <laughs> instead of six six four. I was doing six four four, which people that is not the that's phone. Number, number. six six four. Get, it will be disconnected if you call six six no six four four. See, yeah. I'm going to confuse everybody now. That's a riot. But um, yeah, an hour and a half of my life was spent, um, you know, when it really didn't need to be spent that way. Oh my goodness! So <laughs> it, it is was, working now. The voicemail is turned yeah. on again. Voicemail turned on. That itself is a mystery because the voicemail has been working forever, and then it just stopped. It just was like well, disconnected. For some I think there's like reason. a little ghost in my electronics because there was another random thing that happened to me where, you know, I have three different emails. I have a work email, a home email, and then I have this other random email that used to be personal. And all of a sudden, one of those emails were just gone from my phone. And it I didn't disappear. Yeah, I didn't disconnect it. It was just gone. And so I had to go into the mail settings and reconnect. I mean, it was all there and everything was fine. 
but it just disappeared. I don't know how it did that. That's really funny. I know. So I don't know. Weird things are happening. I'm hoping this is it. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I'm sure it's a, isn't there a Mercury retrograde thing going on right now? Maybe. I don't really, I, I don't really calendar those is. things, but that's, <laughs> that should be it. That's your gremlin right there. It's, it's, uh, so anyway, here's hoping that yeah. it's all over. You can call us again and we would love to hear from you. So uh, that's, that's the word. 664-4ADD. That's the thing. Okay. Go. So let's talk about sleep. This yeah. we're still in our self care series. We are, and you get a lot of complaints from your clients uh, dealing with sleep. Yes, I do. In fact, it's it's really actually very common, um, and and they want strategies and ideas on how to get better sleep. Um, and it was interesting because I was I when I was preparing for this um, topic, I was reading this really interesting article, and we'll put it in the show notes from Attitude Magazine. And uh, the gal that that wrote the article was saying that up to 50% of children and 80% of adults with ADHD have problems either going to sleep, staying asleep, getting restful sleep, and getting up the next morning. 80% P. Wow. That's a lot. That is so, it's so high and so sad. It means we're all walking around like zombies. Exactly. Yeah, I know. So I think this is an important topic. Uh, it's a big topic. Yeah. And so I'm going to actually um, talk a little bit about, you know, what's happening. And I'm sure that this is not going to be any big surprise for people, uh, kind of the consequences of what happens. But there's one particular strategy that I'm going to really zero in on today, rather than trying to just throw a bunch of them out to people. I want to zero in on one particular one. So awesome. That's coming. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, what happens? I mean, why, why is this happening? I think for ADHD, you know, people are going to be nodding their heads. They're staying up too late. Well, yeah, that's the, right? that's, that's I mean, the big one. That's the big one. Um, you don't even realize what time it is and yeah. you're not paying attention. You're getting your second wind because, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I want to, you say second wind that that's the one that, that play it's that it's this combination of like feeling like everything's finally silent something, you know, in the dark comes around, everybody goes to bed and suddenly I have a chance. My head kind of clears for a little bit and that second wind comes on. And that is my curse because once, once that happens, then it doesn't matter what I lose all track of time. And suddenly I'm catching up on all the nonsense. I'm writing emails. I'm just uh, producing podcasts. It's just what happens. And then it's one o'clock in the morning. Well, and that's exactly, it's the cycle of you're trying to catch up from the day because during the day you were tired from staying up so you know, right. so late the night before. I mean, it's a really, you know, nasty yeah. cycle. So yeah, absolutely. And like you said, you're just not paying attention to time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have just a quick little story about my son. So he's 13 and, uh, it was a weekend night, thankfully, um, but he was out in the living room and he was watching TV and he had the dog next to him and he was petting the dog, watching TV. He was on his iPod. I mean, just, you know, doing 13 year old stuff. And it was about one o'clock in the morning and I had already gone to bed and woke up and realized that the light was still on and he was still in the living room. So go out there, you know, Hey son, you know, you got to wrap it up. You got to go to bed, you know, go, you got to go to sleep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Mom, no problem. And then I go back to bed at 2.30 in the morning, I realize the light is still on. I can still hear the TV. Um, I walk out there. I'm like, okay, Jaden, what are you doing? It's 2.30 in the morning. Oh, <gasps> really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, he honestly had no clue. Yeah. 
that an hour and a half went by and that it was two 30 in the morning. He had no idea. You know what happens to me? It's, it is exactly that and a variation of it. And I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to be nodding their head with this one too. You're sitting there and you, you have a clock sitting right next to whatever you're doing. Uh, you know, maybe you're watching a show, right? Uh, and, and you, or you're binging some, this happens to me when I'm binging some show on Netflix. Right. And I think to myself, like time means something different when it's dark out than it does in the light, right? There's nobody waiting on me. Like I, I have, I can like, do whatever I, I want. I can do whatever I want. That's exactly right. My mom's not telling me to go to bed. <laughs> and so, and so I, I start counting in terms of, of like, well, I mean, what's the difference between 11 o'clock and 1122? Yeah. I'll watch one more episode of this stupid show. Yeah. Well, once it's 1122, well, it's not even midnight yet. Okay. I'll just watch one more episode and then, well, okay. Now it's only 10 after 12. So, like that's that's nothing it's barely after midnight i'll just watch one more you know and so you just keep plowing away at uh, at at and making bad decisions for yourself because it's late right right that's right and, well and there's also something that kind of happens i think which well, really whether people want to um acknowledge this or or not it probably happens probably not <laughs> is they also get to that point where they just don't care because they kind of feel like they you know they're living in the now right i mean you're you're living in this moment yeah. of binge watching and so it's kind of that that point of you know what i don't really care i'm going to watch this and i'll just deal with however i feel in the morning when the morning comes because the morning at that point is really far away it really can be yeah although it can also come really fast but i mean that's something to be aware of that you know if you're starting to kind of get to that um that feeling of, ah, who cares? Yeah, right. <laughs> you might want to like, you know, stop for a minute and really think about if you care or not, because <laughs> you might care more <laughs> than you you're think you But you know, that becomes <laughs> part of the habit that you need to build is caring, yes. right? Being aware that you're making a bad decision and yeah. then caring about it. Yeah. Well, and then the last point I want to bring up, which is something that happens to me a lot, which is my overall anxiety is you go to lay down, you're tired, you are physically tired, but your brain doesn't shut off. You know, you just keep ruminating over the same stuff. And I remember, um, one day, you know, my family is really good about asking each other how we slept the night before. I I don't know why it's just a habit. We all do. We, we ask our children how they slept. My husband always asks me how I slept the night before. And I remember one time telling him I slept awful. It was terrible. And he's like, well, what were you worried about? And I'm like, I don't even know. Like I I was worried about everything and nothing all at the same time. (laughs) Sure. Oh my goodness. I totally resonate with that. Totally. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh my gosh, that was not a big deal, but you just can't shut down. So that's also a big, huge, huge issue. So truly. Um, yeah, so we've kind of talked a little bit about this bad cycle. When you go to bed late, it starts the next day off poorly. Um, you're always feeling like you're catching up, you're late running out the door. Um, of course your ADHD is going to get worse because it's going to be harder to focus. It's going to be harder to pay attention. Um, if you're like me, if I'm sleep deprived, I'm going to be cranky. I'm going to be a little more sensitive than I usually am. Yeah, right. <laughs> so um, people I love most, watch out because I might not be very nice. Well, and that's, a, you know, it's an interesting thing. Like you, I, you end up feeling like you use the words uh, thin skinned, like I'm sensitive to, you know, environmental and emotional responses, but you actually physically feel like your skin is thin. Yes. And, and yes. like you're, you're somehow more fragile in the world. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's a really good way of explaining it. More fragile for sure. Um, you can be more impulsive. So if that's an issue, you know, your, your pause button is probably going to be gone that day. Yeah. Um, for me, that means I, I always eat more, eat more terrible stuff right? and I probably spend way too much money. And you go back to that point of, I don't care. I'm just going to do this right now because it feels good right now and and not think about it. Yeah. Hello, dopamine push. Yep, exactly. Um, And then just that general fatigue of of just feeling tired. I had a client uh, tell me this weekend or this week, excuse me, that, you know, she was just feeling really tired during the day. So we kind of started talking about what was happening. And of course, you know, sleep is an issue, um, nutrition, all of these things that we're talking about in the self-care series, you know, affects how, how we go through our day. I mean, it just makes such a difference. Um, now you're going to see and hear and and read a lot of advice out there. And I'm going to have a blog post this week that that's going to talk about some of these tips. Um, exercise of course is a big one. We've already talked about that. Um, I thought it was great when Lori brought up last week about the medications, how they can actually help you sleep. And, yeah, you know, right. That was interesting. But so there's a lot of different tips and things out there. But today, like I was saying, I really want to focus in on one strategy um, and really dig into this one a little bit more. And that's trying to go to bed at the same time every night. That is something, yes. And it's really, you know, you do this by, by having a real clear and regular bedtime routine. So that's what I want to talk about is this bedtime routine. Do you have one? I I do when I'm at my best and, and I'm, I I think right now, like, as we're talking about this, I'm, I'm, I've been on kind of a bad swing in terms of, you know, making bad decisions over the holidays, eating too much, feeling crummy. And then once you start feeling crummy, it's really hard to make good decisions about what you end up doing. So my routine ends up being really sort of, um, diminishing to my general constitution. Um, so before sort of let's, let's go back to November. My routine was so great. It was so great. I was, it was something I was so proud of. Mm-hmm. I would, the kids, you know, and the kids are, are, once I'm on a routine, the kids are on a routine. So right. they end up really, uh, uh, you know, feeling good about going to bed. They, they get ready for bed around, you know, seven thirty eight o'clock and they get in bed and they can read or listen to their audiobooks, And then they're in bed at nine and they're asleep. And, um, for me, I would just stay on their schedule. So once the kids are in bed, I am brushing my teeth. I am uh, getting in bed and I'm reading something, right? Mm-hmm. That That is the most important thing. Then I, I, things fall apart and I end up getting in bed with my iPad and I start watching shows and mm-hmm. I end up, I mean, it's just, once you do that, once you once it's okay for me to make the bed something that's not about just going to sleep, then I my habit falls apart and I'm up. I'm, I'm up just because I'm in bed. Mm-hmm. If I'm watching TV, I'm not going to sleep. Right. Oh, that doesn't, right. Yeah. That doesn't or, count. Yeah. Yeah. If you're playing a game yeah. on the iPad, it, it, yeah, you're it, not going it, to. It sleep. doesn't count, and you make <laughs> that count. Like you try to rationalize that to counting, and so like this is downtime. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So right. so for that that consistency for me was always I need to be more on my kids' schedule. If they need more sleep, so do I. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and that ends up being and it makes it so much easier to get up in the morning. 
Well, what you know, what, one of the things that I like what I just heard from you is how you were using your kid's schedule as sort of your cue as your schedule too. That was yeah. a cue for you. Like, okay, now it's me to, you know, now it's my turn. And I think that that's important. And, and, right. and I had a good tip that if you're going to figure out what your bed to, bedtime routine is, if you have children, you can certainly do that as well as kind mm-hmm. of use their routine and, and build that into yours. Um, well, and it makes sense to have a bedtime routine, right? I mean, if you look at the, um, all the advice around going to sleep, it, it totally makes sense, but it isn't always clear for people to know what that routine should be. Um, and consistency, as we've already pointed out, can be a huge, a huge thing. So I think to get started, what I would recommend people doing is just to get really clear about what you want your routine to look like for you. Um, and it's not to say that it has to be that way all the time, every you know single night, because we're not looking for perfection here. We just want to be as consistent as possible. Um, but just really kind of thinking about what, what could this look like for me? What do I want? Um, and this is really what I want to emphasize and be clear about is this is not, um, how do I say this? It's not the entertainment and the chore. So it's not like, this is not the routine of, okay, I've got to get ready for school or work the next day, Mm -hmm. or I have to pack lunches. What I'm talking about is really that time right before you go to bed. So that might be like an hour before or a half hour. It just depends on how many things you kind of want to put into that downtime. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Okay. So some things to think about, um, some ideas that aren't related to TV, because we want the TV to be you know, off. We want the electronic devices to be off. Um, so maybe if you want eight hours of sleep, for example, you know that you need to be, and you have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. So you, you want to be in bed by 10. So you might start your routine like around nine, nine fifteen, And again, depending on how much you want to put into this, mm-hmm. um, you could meditate for a few minutes, maybe do some yoga. If you enjoy doing yoga, uh, write in your gratitude or success journal. These are all ideas that you could be doing that, that would be winding yourself down. Um, if I think I brought this up when we did the show at right after I did that tape, that 10 day, um, cleanse, mm-hmm. I talked about the lavender bath. I think sure. I'm not sure, but, um, Part of that that cleanse that he had me do, that schedule or routine, was taking a lavender bath every day or every evening. And um, I'm telling you, I slept better during that period of time than I have in a long time. There's something about lavender. (laughs) It's really uh, peaceful. Um, So it's those kinds of things. Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to read? But my question to you, Pete, because I think you know more about this than, than I do, what if you're books are on your iPad. I mean, I, and I know you've talked about this a little bit with why you got a Kindle, but that's, that's where I get stuck is that my books are on my iPad. So I'm not exactly sure. What do you think? You know, the challenge that, that the most electronic devices have is that the, is the blue light and, and it's the blue light spectrum that activates your brain, right? That turns you on. And so if you're staring at your phone or your iPad in bed, you know, you're going to wake yourself up by the act of reading as you're trying to cool yourself down. Mm -hmm. And so you want to reduce the, um, you know, that blue light spectrum coming out of the screen, uh, and go more for the warmer tones, the yellows and the, and the, you know, those, the, the, the tones that actually, you know, shut you down, uh, or a device that obviously doesn't give off any of the that any of that spectrum light. It's just a dead device, like a Kindle, like a that's just a, a dead screen. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so, but you know, there's an interesting thing. I, I did switch to the Kindle and, uh, you know, for my nighttime reading and I just keep it by the bed. I doesn't go anywhere with me. Uh, all of my Kindle books sync to my iPad, you know, in the Kindle app. So I always know where I am during the day. I can read on my phone or my Kindle is fine. But it, the, the point I want to make here is that it looks like our hope is not lost for those who don't want to invest in a Kindle, but already have an iPad and already have a, um, you know, an iPhone and they want to read on it at night. Apple is aware of this thing of this problem Mm -hmm. and so in the next update ios 9.3 is coming uh in a matter of i would say weeks to a month we will see ios 9.3 and there is a new uh technology built into that called night shift where the device will detect where you are and at sunrise it will reduce the blue light and increase the warm light the warm tone so your screen effectively it starts looking yellow but after a little while you realize oh my goodness it's very soothing uh i can i can look at you can already get it on a developer beta i've looked at it it's remarkable uh the experience is you know as you're testing it um after an hour or so you're like wow it's really yellow i'm going to turn on the blue light again and it's like laser beams are shooting into your face i bet it is so so there is hope i you know for me the routine is you know i i tend to go for for the kindle because i don't want to i don't want to worry about the devices and and i don't want to be distracted by other notifications that are on the ipad at night right, uh, and, right and that actually may be a bigger case for actually just reading a book or a magazine the other thing i would add is that you don't read anything related to your day job right or your work yeah right? or read, news or i've heard news. about news yeah. yeah read fiction read something gentle or fantasy or something that's going to to uh you know plant a seed in your brain for great dreams you know that's mm-hmm. kind of what i'm shooting for is wh- what can i read that'll give me the most awesome dream oh, that's uh, a great and, idea. and just free me from thinking about work that's what you want to do is get that out of your head yeah. So what was the app? Was it the Calm app that you were talking about a while back that had the sleeping meditation? Was, there were a couple. There was Budify, and uh, that that was one of them. And there was uh, Calm uh, was one of them. But it was the I think it was Budify that had the um, the cycles, right? It had um, right. Okay. Uh, it has the rings, and uh, it that ends up being a really fun kind of a kind of an alternative they well we'll have to put that back in the show notes just for people to look at if you're looking for meditation as a as part of your routine because i because those are specific to sleep so that they might help help you fall asleep yes 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 and they have there are six in budify there are six specific meditations they're all between seven and twelve minutes that actually are specifically targeted toward i can't sleep right now i need to listen to this so that's great yeah So there's different, you know, as we've said, there's different ideas of how you can make your routine or what you can make your routine look like, what you can do, what kinds of um, things would relax you. But I think that the biggest thing for, especially with ADHD is we have to remember to do the routine, right? You can't forget. And if you don't have um, reminders or some kind of structure around that time, you are going to forget because you're not going to necessarily be paying attention to the time. So um, going back to that schedule of if you you want to be in bed by 10. My recommendation is that you set a few alarms before the 10 o'clock hour. So at nine o'clock, the alarm, you know, goes off and it says, you know, time to get ready for bed. Um, and then again at nine 30 and then again at nine 45 and then again, at five to 10 or at 10 o'clock, whatever you prefer. And you can set these times however you want them to be set. But the point is just to keep reminding you, okay, here we are. Here's the passing of time. Now it's 15 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Here you are only 10 minutes 
minutes until 10, where are you? So you can kind of determine, okay, what do I need to, to, um, adjust here? Because of course it's not a perfect system. I mean, you're not going to be doing the same thing every night at the same time. Ideally, that would be great, but realistically, we know that's not always the case. I, you know, I would just add that one of the challenges I had when I was first trying to adjust last, you know, two years ago, when I was really working to adjust my sleep, is that I would say, okay, if I want eight hours, I want to be in bed by ten. But that that ended up being a challenge for me because being in bed by ten is different from being asleep by ten. If I want eight hours of sleep, I need to be asleep at ten. Yeah, that's right? a good point. So I actually needed to start my routine and be in bed reading at like 9.30, depending Absolutely. on how long it would take me for to, to actually fall asleep. So if you're making bad decisions and you actually don't have trouble falling asleep, just, you know, be in bed by 9.50 and and turn the lights out at 9.50 yeah. so that you're asleep in 10 minutes. If you have trouble going to sleep, you may need to be in bed at 9.30 or 9.15 and reading and really slowing yourself down, list, smelling a lavender can. can like those are the kinds of things that you that you may need to think about if you if your goal is eight hours of sleep and that that was for me I think that's a great point and that really leads into how to be consistent with this yeah. is to practice it and I think that's exactly what you're suggesting is that you have to kind of practice with the time a little bit and how long does it take you to fall asleep and and when do you need to start this bedtime routine for some of you it might be an hour and a half for some of you it may only be a half hour I mean it really just depends right. um, so I love that I mean you want to practice it and I think that that's how you you do become more consistent with it is if you're if you're going into it, with this is my intention for this week, I'm going to really work hard on this bedtime routine. I'm going to really be conscious about it, really be aware of it. I'm going to tell, you know, whoever I live with, whether it's your spouse or partner or whatever, roommate, you know, these are my intentions. Can you help me with this? Because the accountability can be really helpful um, if you have that available to you. Um and just really go into it as, okay, let's just see what happens. Did I yeah. sleep better that night? You know, and, and taking one thing at a time. And we've talked about this a lot with habits and, and uh, when you're trying to make any kind of change, you know, you may want at some point to meditate and write in your success journal and take a lavender bath. But all three of those things consistently may not all happen at once. So pick one. Maybe yeah, it's just yeah. meditating for five minutes before you go to bed. Or um, maybe it's just the simple fact that you're going to turn electronics off at nine o'clock. Just practice that alone, <laughs> right? I, you know, I have a friend who actually uh, has it set so his, uh, his Wi-Fi, uh, his home Wi-Fi device actually is on a, a timer, an outlet timer. And at nine o'clock, their house Wi-Fi, it's not like just access is is off or devices can't connect. His whole, the power to the device is shut off. So there is no electronic field in his wow. house. Uh, and, and that's, you know, he happens to live kind of apart from other people. There's no cross signal. You know, where I live, I, there's always Wi-Fi in my house. It may not be mine, but there's, I, so but I can't, I can't there, just shut yeah. it off. Uh, but, but that is, um, you know, maybe you consider not charging your phone or your um, iPad by your bed. If you're one of those folks, yes. uh, yeah. you know, leave it in, in another room or, you know, if you use your phone, as your alarm, uh, you know, make sure it's in airplane mode uh, overnight. Right. Um, right. You know, so I, I do have a question for you because one of the 
one of the things that I always hear from people whenever I talk about sleep is, oh, I could never, I could absolutely never possibly change my sleep schedule because I'm such a night person. And, oh, my goodness, I'm such a morning person. Um, My experience is, though, that's that's not a real thing. It's something we like to say about ourselves, but what it really means is you have a cortisol disorder and, and you are chemically imbalanced and you can adjust that to be whoever you want to be by just some of these habits. But do you have any, uh, any experience with this? You know, well, first of all, I think whenever you say that phrase, I can never, then you're yeah, really in trouble. Problem. Right, right. Yeah. Because you probably never will. Um, if you really believe that you can't, um, I, I don't think it's probably realistic to think that somebody that usually goes to bed at midnight is going to all of a sudden go to bed at nine. So I think that, you know, you probably do need to set the, the, the expectations to be realistic for you. Um, I think you, you know, you probably have to work in smaller increments of time. If you go to bed at midnight, try to go to bed at 1145, try to go to bed at 1130. Don't just shoot for nine o'clock right out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you got to be realistic. So a couple things. One, I think you got to change your belief. You know, your limiting belief to something that serves you that you, you really do want to have happen and can believe that it can happen. And then I think it's working small, you know, backwards. Um, a lot of it has to do with the rhythm. Circadian rhythms get thrown Thank you. off. Yeah. Yes, that's what it is. It's that right. rhythm. And so that's what's happening with ADHD is your rhythm is constantly off. Can it be adjusted? Why? Well, yeah, because when you go to the East Coast, you can adjust with that three-hour difference if you go to if you go to italy and i don't even know what the you know what the difference that hour difference is in italy i'm just gonna say 10 hours so you do adjust uh, you know eventually it may take you a few days but you do get onto that time schedule so i think it's possible yeah i think it is too and i think you know part of part of the fight is recognizing that we build these assumptions about ourselves in a period where um you know there is no choice but to fall in line with those assumptions like you know in in my experience people who say oh i'm such a a late night person, right? I don't get my second wind until 11 o'clock and then I work till... Well, that's that was because you may have adapted to a schedule in college when you were living in a dorm and you had no choice uh, right. because it was just too you know crazy uh, at all of the periods. But if you really want to, um, you know, the best sleep that you will get uh, you know, any given night is, is really before midnight, right? The earliest, the earlier you get to sleep, the better sleep you're going to have. Wake up in the morning and, and get your work done, get your chores done. Um, the things that you normally would do in the evening, you know, if you, if it's getting too late, leave the dishes in the dishwasher and, and get at them at, at six in the morning or five thirty in the morning. You'll generally feel better. Um, you know, I have a, a, a friend who was really trying to tackle this and, and he said, you know, I, I knew I was uh, staying up too late. And so, you know, I just started setting my alarm for like five thirty in the morning and I would go to bed at one, I'd wake up at five thirty, and I would feel terrible, but you can be darn sure that by nine o'clock that night, I was ready to go to bed and right. he was able to start changing his behavior um, and, and forcing it a little bit. You, you can get it in control. You can make changes in, in when you are most productive and when you're most active. Uh, you well, just, you just have to want to. You have to want to. And I think you've got to set the intention. I mean, when we talk about strategies, about anything with ADHD, 
if there's something you really want to change, then you've got to really start paying attention to it. So, you know, I think that the first thing is you got to figure out what, what is the problem is sleeping. Okay. That's the problem. So here's, here's a strategy is this bedtime routine. You got to start paying attention to it and you have to put these, these alarms and these accountability structures and you got to, you know, really be clear about your routine and practice it and be committed to it. And then you'll start to see the differences. You'll start to see the benefits. You'll start to see how important it is and you'll want to continue it. And then you can add, you know, a little bit more to it if you need to. And maybe you don't, maybe just shutting off the electronics at nine o'clock is good enough because you're getting better sleep now. Maybe that's all you have to do. But I think that, you know, going back to those limiting beliefs, if you think that you're always just going to be a night person and you don't try to do anything differently, then you're just going to continue with the same pattern. I mean, it it is just, that's the way it is. So, you know, if you want this to change, you got to just be really intentional, pay attention and try. Got to try. Right, right. See what happens. I love it. There you go. Oh, you know what else? It's okay to nap. Can we yeah. Nap? It's okay I, to nap. You have permission to nap. I know. And that is hard yeah. because, you know, and it, it just, you know, this is personal experience is it's hard to nap because you feel guilty. Yes. (laughs) You feel like you shouldn't. Um, but yes, I've been, I've read that too, where it's like, you want to have that little, but it's like a 10 to 20 minute nap. It's not the two hour nap. You don't want the the long naps because then that again, will screw up your, your cycles. But I saw a thing, I saw a thing on discovery channel that was, that was uh, historically, you know, discovery channel these days is well, it's Discovery Channel. It's basically yeah. historical soap opera. But historically, my understanding is that it used to be we would sleep twice every day. <laughs> we would sleep wow. for a few hours in the middle of the night, and then we would wake up and we would do the nighttime chores. And then we would go back to sleep and sleep a few hours in the middle of the day. And so you'd end up with sort of that midnight is the is the chore time, and then again noon is the chore time, and and so in the Middle Ages there would be sort of two cycles of sleep if you were kind of a villager. So I find that really interesting, and and it it, it you know I I think we end up we ended up sleeping, uh, you know, the, knowing that there's just uh, believing that there's just one appropriate time for sleep as a result of a lot of different cultural forces and modernization, but but it's okay to sleep when you're tired. I yeah. think is the, is the yeah. rule. And villagers knew this. Well, because you are more productive. And, and that's what I find, you know, and, and I have the luxury of working from home. So, you know, I, I realize that that's pretty, I'm pretty fortunate. I do know that there's more places that are doing these little nap rooms now, which is kind of cool. But, I know, I love that. Um, but yeah, it, it is interesting when you start to get kind of tired and you feel like, okay, I'm not, I'm not producing, I'm not writing what I want to write. I'm not being creative or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you go and you take that little nap and it can definitely make a dif- big difference, but so can exercise too. Yeah. You know, that's the other thing is that even if you can't nap, um, even just going outside, I mean, we've talked about this before, going outside and just taking a few deep breaths in the fresh air can really make you a little bit more awake and absolutely and feel more energized. So good okay. stuff, Pete. I feel like that was a false ending before. I apologize for that. But now we're really done. We're done. All right. This we're was done. great. I love talking about sleep. It makes me sleepy. I'm ready to go to bed. Well, and I want to hear from people too. Like what, what, what do you guys do? What are your strategies? What works for you? Because I think that the community of 80 years are going to want to know, because yeah. this is obviously an 80% uh, of the popu- ADHD population has this issue. So um, it's a big deal. So if you have anything to share, please do. 
Absolutely. Uh, uh, once again, jump on the Facebook page. That tends to be where most of the comments happen. Uh, but call us. Leave us a voicemail. Again, 503-664-4ADD. Tell us how you sleep. We want to hear it. We'll put it on the show. Thanks, everybody. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>